Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Well, hey everyone, it's really great to welcome you once again to Arena Church. And I trust that you will enjoy and are enjoying our time together. I want to say a huge welcome to you if it's your first time, but also it's just great that there's people who are part of our on church family. This is uh, one of our locations. We want church in seven locations and one of them being you guys here today. And uh, I trust you really enjoyed last week. We had uh, our friend, uh, Pastor Mark Batterson, uh, preaching the word all the way from Washington, D.C. And what a great guy he is. And uh, I trust that word really spoke to your heart as it did to me. We're starting and beginning a new series called This Is Us. Everybody say with me, this is us. Now, I have checked it out. The grammar is okay because I can be sometimes a little bit dodgy in my grammar. But this is good grammar. And the whole thought around it is that we will reveal who we are as a church, who we are. And the reason why we want to do that is because we're mindful that there's people who are coming back to uh, physical locations There's also people who are joining us in our online locations. And there's also a stack load of new people. And we love new people at Arena Church. But one of the things that's important is that we help people to understand who we are, what we're about, what we stand for, what we're living for. And this series hopefully will help you with that. Particularly, we're going to drive into the thought around our purpose, our purpose, what, 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 what are we believing for? What are we standing on? And I don't want this to be, you're thinking now, oh no, we've got like a, just a vision talk. We've got like a, a, an exercise that I, I've, I've seen all these presentations before at my workplace. It's not like that. We want to help people to know this is us. But I really believe that as each week goes by, something of the thought, the theme of the week will really speak to every one of our hearts. And like I've said, we want to help you to understand our purpose. So the next four weeks, we'll be looking at it. And it's important that we do that because one of the things that I'm very, very mindful of is that most people set out on purpose, but they can lose their purpose. I love people of focus and determination, whether that's in sports or business or politics. And actually, guys, I have no problem people fighting as long as they fight fair. I can't be doing with people who cheat and do underhanded things, but I actually like the push and shove of things because people are focused. We've, we've, I love seeing children of determination and, and tenacity. Our, our campus pastors uh, in Mansfield, Josh, and Helen Turner, their daughter, Willow, their middle daughter, wow, she is a girl of incredible focus, tenacity, determination, and I often say she's just like a mom. But I love it. I love to see people with real focus. In fact, Paul, who was a New Testament church leader, he says in Philippians 3 and verse 14, that I press on, speaking of himself, I press on towards the goal, towards the purpose, towards the focus, to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Christ 
Jesus. He was focusing on the price. It kept him on track. Jesus says in Matthew in 6 verse 33, these are words that I've said many, many times and preached from scores of times over 20, 25 years. And they are these words. Jesus said, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these things will be added unto you. It's interesting. He says, seek first. He's saying, put Jesus, put my father, put God in focus. I love it. Jesus is saying that I need to be first, front and central in our lives. And I want to underscore this, that we are a church who believes in Jesus. We love Jesus. We love to worship Jesus. We love to speak about Jesus. We will not remove ourselves from the teachings of Jesus. So everything is foundational to Jesus, but there are some important things that we really believe that roll from this focus point. Now, before I go to our purpose, I just want to, for a moment, take a sideways step. And it's important to do so, and it may sound initially quite negative, because this thought that I'm about to share has uh, it, it should resonate in all of our hearts and is relevant to every person. Because whilst we can start with a real clear, laser-eyed focus, real clarity, a real purpose, a definite goal, what happens is over time, if we are not careful, we start to drift. Yes, I said it, drift. Proverbs 29, and I think it's verse 18 the, 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 Solomon says this, he says, without vision, people perish. In other words, they lose track of where they are heading. In other words, without vision, people drift. Now in the summer, we had the joy of uh, taking our family up to uh, Scotland for uh, just, uh, I think it was, it was about seven days away, uh, a break, and we was in a beautiful place called North Berwick. And there's a beach nearby that's called Gullane, I believe. It's where all the golf happens. Beautiful beach. And there was 10 of us. So it was like a, a takeover when we walked on the beach with all the family. And uh, we had windbreakers because I'm a professional beacher. I love all the windbreakers and the hammers and all the rest of it. You know, making sure we're all set out. So we took a big pitch. And we set our windbreakers out and it, we, we just so happened that that week we caught some beautiful weather. And the Scottish seas are beautiful. You know, a little cold when you initially get in, but once you've got in, you're away. And, and I was quite brazen and just ran into the sea. And there I was doing backstroke in the, in the Scottish seas and really enjoying myself. But over time, because I was there for, oh, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes swimming, over time, I started to drift. What happened is the current was coming in and out. And as I came off my back to look forward, I realized that I have drifted far from where I started. I was so glad for the windbreakers. The windbreakers, you see, served as a landmark. They served as a point of reference. I knew where I'd gone from and I knew where I needed to get back to. You see, most of us and many of us in our lives, personally, family-wise, church-wise, professional-wise, can all be tempted to enter into 
Adrift. I read a book a number of years ago by Peter Greer called Mission Drift. It was the unspoken crisis. This is what he says. It's the unspoken crisis facing leaders, charities and churches. And Peter Greer says this with regards to drift. Without careful attention, faith-based organisations, churches, will inevitably drift from their founding mission or their founding purpose. He then says, in its simplest form, mission true organisations know why they exist and they protect their core at all costs. They remain faithful to what they believe God has entrusted them to do and they define what is immutable, which are their values and purposes, their DNA, their heart and soul. It's so important that we continue to remain focused, understanding clearly our purpose so that we do not drift. I'll repeat again. This is us. We're helping everybody to understand this is us. We're helping everybody to get back on the same page. This is us. We're helping everybody to be aligned. This is us. Now it's also important just before I get to our purpose and I'm just going to spend some time laboring in that. I also want to help new people particularly to understand what is Arena Church all about. Now this will go quickly and just really lean in and it should be exciting because our church is both a spiritual and an organisation. And this is so important. We run both spiritually and organisationally. Now, I want to be clear about the spiritual, which is the main focus of what we're doing. This is our laser-eyed focus. We are here to see God's church established here on earth. We are believing that the kingdom of God comes in force through the local church, into communities like ours, even through online. And we're believing for the lives to be transformed and changed. We're Believing for people to be lifted. We're believing for people to be saved. We're believing for heaven to be populated. And we're believing that God is going to do a great thing. That, that is fundamentally why I do what I do and why we do what we do. I say all that because, yes, we do have properties. Yes, we do have lots of organisation. But we are not running a property or business empire. We're not business people. We are leaders and I'm a leader that's humbled that God would use me. He's called me and not only God called me, but he's equipped me and I'm very dependent upon God to build his church in Arena Church. Me and the team are called to pastor and protect and teach and care for and at times correct the family of God. So there's the spiritual side, but also organisationally, just to say that it's important that we take these matters seriously also. Financial stewardship and accounting, safeguarding, health and safety. These are very serious issues in a charity. You see, a solid organisation and support holds up an effective and growing ministry. So yes, we do believe in having accountants and skilled administrators and skilled leaders and managers who serve us brilliantly. And I say this because I want 
to help you to understand this is us. So you can get to know us a little bit better. So organizationally and spiritually, that is who we are. But now to our purpose. That's where we really want to get you to. That's what I want you to really lean into. Because this will hopefully help you to understand more clearly who we are. And will also, I believe, probably speak to everyone of our hearts. So we want to reaffirm our commitment to our purpose. Let me just help you to understand it in another way, descriptive way. Remember the story of me back, back stroking in the Scottish waters and the windbreak was my landmark. This, what I'm about to talk about, is our windbreak at the edge of the sea. Hopefully these things will help you and me to stop drifting. So our purpose is this, to go and grow and love and serve our world. Let's all say that together if you want to join with me. It's to go and grow and love and serve our world. Five words that I believe that everybody can repeat and remember quite easily. And these five words help us as a church to keep anchored. Go, grow, love, serve, world. They really do articulate as a family in arena, what we believe and what our focus is, what our motives are, what our purpose is. I love the simplicity of these five words. And yet they are very powerful and very meaningful if we break them down. So just go with me for a moment. Please take notes around this. And this is what we're going to endeavor to work through, as I said, over the next four uh, Sundays together. So the first thing is go. Go. And all I would simply say in this is we go at all times everywhere. Just write that down. We go at all times everywhere. Grow. That means we grow in size, stature, and scale. It was said of Jesus that he grew in stature and grace and truth. We want to grow in size and scale and structure and influence. And we also want to grow in our own lives and our own hearts. Thirdly, love. Well, I do believe this is indeed the most powerful and potent weapon on earth. Love. But we also believe in serve. And how we say it is this. We will serve everyone in every way. And lastly, our world. Our world. As we look on, on, on maps and as we have looked on TV programs that show the world from space, the earth from space, we're talking about not just the, not just the um, ecological things, we're talking in essence people. People on earth, our world, people in other cultures and in other nations. And the way that I like to say when I think about our world is this. We, we, we will walk and we'll travel into the wide open spaces of opportunity for impact. Because we want to impact nations and people groups and people beyond ourselves. So go, grow, love, serve. Our world. So what I want to look at just in these final moments that I've got and I've 
It's my, been my joy to introduce it. I want to drive deeper into the thought of go. What does this look like for us? And there's one point that I want to make, really. I haven't got three. I haven't got five. I haven't got seven. I've just got one point that I want to challenge every person with today. Whether you've been in church a million uh, days or whether you, this is your first time here, I want you to understand this. So my one point is this. Go is a mindset. Go is a mindset. I honestly can say one of my favourite words is go. <laughs> I, I love it when the lights turn green. <laughs> Anybody with me today? Because that tells me I can go. I love it when the traffic starts flowing after a delay on the motorway. Because it means I can go. I love it when the steward says to me, when I'm waiting on a water slide in a water park, go. I love it because now I can slide down the water slide. And I love it when I'm waiting in a queue. There's been a long queue. And the assistant says, yes, next. Because that means, yes, you've got it. I can go. Anybody else with me? I love the word go. But oftentimes we have to ask ourselves, but where are we going? <laughs> but where are we going? Because it's often and can be the case that in our going, we're not going on purpose. You see, it's possible to be dashing around and thrashing around and lots of activity, but actually going nowhere. Let me give you another personal example of this. I, I, I remember uh, taking my wife on a very romantic uh, a rowing boat trip. Uh, I'd never rowed a boat, a boat before, but we was deeply in love. We still are and caught in. And, I, and there was this uh, rowing boat on the side. I don't know what got into my head, actually, but I says, why don't we go on a rowing boat? <laughs> so we went on this rowing boat and... All I can tell you is this. I hadn't got a clue what I was doing. I mean, hand-eye coordination, not the best. And I, we were just going round in circles. And the more Caroline laughed, the more frustrated I became. Oh, my goodness. I was trying to go, but we were just going round in circles. And this can be a picture of our lives. We dash in, we thrash in, we go in. But where are we going? It's interesting, the Bible makes this comment. It says there are two roads. There's a narrow road and there's a wide road. And on roads you travel, you go somewhere. And the narrow road is towards Jesus. The wide road is towards eternal destruction. But I want to tell, tell you today, it doesn't matter where you are and where you're from and where you're living, we're all traveling we have to ask ourselves the question though, but where are we traveling? And I just want to simply just leave these points with you that I believe are really important for every person and also those who call Arena Church their home. Because we have a, we have a purpose of going. We want to go. And I want to encourage you to go to Jesus. To go to Jesus. If you've been a Christian for a long time, still keep going to Jesus every day. And if this is the first time you've heard a preacher like this, I want to really encourage you to lean in and listen carefully. Because Jesus says it like this. In Matthew in chapter 11, verse 28, he says this. Jesus speaking, he says, Come to me if you're weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I've realized there's times 
when I've looked on at people and they've been very weary and burdened and frustrated and hurt and wounded, disillusioned, suicidal, despairing, burnt out, depressed, what other words you want to put there, how you feel. Jesus said, if you like that, come to me and I will give you rest. The best thing we can do in our going is going to Jesus. But it's interesting that we're encouraged to come to Jesus. Jesus said, and he called a lot of people when he was here on earth to come and follow him. And numbers of people did. But then those same people went from Jesus. So not only would I encourage you to go to Jesus, but I also want to take you to another story in the Gospels where there were people going from Jesus. In fact, he says in the Gospel of John and chapter 6, and you'll have to read it in your own time, verses 66 through to 69. And this is the context. There were numbers of people who were now following Jesus and uh, they knew Jesus, but actually they didn't like what Jesus was now teaching them because the cost of it was, was so great. And as a result of that, many of those departed from Jesus. Let me say it this way. You see, when I say come to, come, come to Jesus, salvation is free, but discipleship will cost you everything you have. And this is where these people were at. They'd received Jesus, they enjoyed him, but now what they were hearing was becoming too much of a cost to them. Let's pick up the story because it says in verse 66, from this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. Can I just say there may be people on the broadcast today, there are people who are listening to me and you once followed God. And now you've departed from him. It is not too late for you to come back to Jesus. I'd encourage you to simply come back, even today, to follow him. But they turned their back on him. And then verse 67, Jesus then says to the 12 who were his closest companions, he says to them, do you too want to leave me? And I love what Peter says in verse 68. Lord, to whom shall we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. He was saying, in essence, you alone are the one who can help my needs. You alone are the one who can fix my hurts. You are the one who can promise us peace and joy in this life and eternal life to come. And the twelve continued to follow. So when we look at following Jesus, it's important that we go to Jesus and it's important that we don't go from Jesus, but this is where I really want to land it just in these last few minutes because if you've been a Christian for five minutes or 50 years, if you've been a Christian for just a long time or a short time, I want to encourage everybody with this thought. It's really important that we go into the world. We go into the world. We carry a message of hope and love and forgiveness to our world. Jesus had died upon a cross for our sins. He'd taken the sin and the shame. He'd broken the power of sin and death and hell. And then he gave, when he rose from the grave, he gave the 12. Well, he was the 11 actually. 
You'll have to read your Bibles for that. But he gave the disciples these instructions. And he says to them in Matthew 28 verse 19, Therefore go, let me say it again, go, go and make disciples of all nations, all people groups, and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Spirit, and teach them to obey everything that I've commanded you. And then he says, and surely I will be with you even to the very end of the age. He will see the command, the commitment from Jesus, our leader, our saviour, to say, come on guys, as I go, I want you now to go with my message into all the world. I want you to share this message with everyone, everywhere. This God-filled message of love and forgiveness and hope. For us to go into the world and carry a message, a life-giving message. I've said this many times. The media and the mediums and our world is full of noise and distractions. And some of the noises that are coming out are just so filled with negativity and hopelessness and despair. There's so much evil and challenges in the world. And people are desperate. It's like them sitting under a tap, thirsting for, for a drink of refreshing waters. And we have that message of refreshing waters. It's a different message. It's a life-giving message. I recently heard one of our campus pastors tell the story of how they were sitting with, in a group context, and one of the people in the groups was bowled over that they would be accepted because their life had been such a mess. And they made such bad choices. But they heard a message that was hope for them. And they leaned in to this message and received Jesus. I love the fact that we get to do what we get to do. And we get to go into all the world. And I want to just ground this for you today. You, you are a follower of, of Christ. For you to go wherever that may be. Into the schools, into the streets, into the hospitals, into the shops, into that golf club, that football club into that gym, into that office. The Bible says it this way, go to the highways and the byways. And come on, let's plough the ground. Let's tell the story of God's amazing grace and God's amazing love to our lives. Let's go into the world. Let's proactively go, arena. Yes, we are a church that gathers, but we're also a church that goes. Yes, we are a church that invites, but we're also a church that brings and I love that Arena Church, This Is Us, is designed on purpose, by design, to be outward focused. What we're saying is, in our gatherings, in our Sunday gatherings, in our online services, through our youth programs and children and senior, everybody's welcome. And we designed Arena Church to be like this. Even the aesthetics, no pews, lively music, colourful rooms, Pleasant spaces. I know there's something beautiful about stained glass windows and the art of it and the history of it. But we didn't do that. We wanted it to be all embracing. We, we had music that's understandable. We love a good hymn. But we've gone for contemporary uh, music that lifts the soul but points people to Jesus. And by the way, we love messages like this. Hopefully that are relevant and meaty and life-giving. And we wanted to do this by design. Because we wanted to open the doors to our world and encourage them 
Not to come, just to come, but us also to go. We want it to be a place where both Christians and those who are seeking can come. Very quickly, why do we gather here at Arena Church? Why are you online? Why are you with us today? Why across our locations are people gathering? Well, we gather on purpose. This is us. We want people to encounter God. I hope and pray, my prayer is that you will encounter God and you have encountered God today. But we also want to inspire the found. Those who know Jesus, you're inspired. You're fueled up. You're ready to go for another day, another week. But we also want to also reach the lost. Those who are far away from God. Those whose lives are broken and damaged and hurt. And there's millions of people not far from us And that would be their story. We want it to be a place where people can come and encounter Jesus. I really believe that our gatherings are a potent weapon of warfare. They're an effective tool to reach and teach and a doorway for the lost to be found. We want to go. Go into all the world. And if I can also say that this outward focus also involves us getting involved. Everybody playing their part. It doesn't matter if you're on the online service. It doesn't matter if you're in a physical location, wherever it may be. Every single one of us can play our part. Let me say it like this. Everybody of us, every one of us needs to have, get our skin in the game. I remember sitting on the bleachers in a beautiful uh, stadium. And it was a high school stadium, actually, where they played baseball. And I just noticed a sign. It got my attention. It said this. If you don't like the way things are run, volunteer. <laughs> I love that. What they were basically saying is, come on, everybody can play their part and get involved. And I want to encourage every single person here today, first of all, to come to God. Go to Jesus. Don't go from Jesus. And those who have received Jesus, can I encourage you to go into the world and make a difference to get skin in the game, to play your part on this earth. Our service is drawing to a close. It's been great to be with you. I hope you've been challenged today and I hope you've been informed today to know a little bit about this is us. We are committed to go and grow and love and serve our world. But today... I wonder if I could pray for those people who are committed Christians and you may not be going. In fact, you may be staying, you may be remaining. God's challenging every one of us to, in this season, in this, these times, to go with a message and go with love and go with compassion and go with kindness. Can I pray with you today? Will you receive this prayer? Come on, let's just join together. Father, today we thank you for your wonderful presence amongst us. We thank you for this service. We pray, God, that as a local church we would go we would go into all the world. We would always run to you. And from that position of knowing you, we'd go and impact our world. I pray for those who've been remaining, those who've been staying, those who maybe feel a little stagnant, that Lord, that they'd be stirred up to go with the good news of Jesus Christ, that they would show love and compassion to those around them. Lord, there may be those today who have run from you. I pray that they would run to you again. While in this attitude of prayer, can I just say, you may have never come to Jesus, or as I said, you may be far away from Jesus. Can I encourage you to come again, go to Jesus, to come to Jesus? 
that's you today and you say, Christian, would you pray for me? I want to know what it is to know my burdens, my weariness, my despair, to be taken by Jesus, to be carried by Him. Yeah, I can pray for you today. You just lean in this moment of prayer. Just open your heart to Him. You may be coming for the very first time and saying, Jesus, be my Saviour, be my Lord. If that's you today, you just open your heart in prayer as I pray. Father, today, thank you for people who've responded and are responding to you. We thank you that you came to seek and to save that which was lost. Thank you that you didn't come for the healthy, you came for the sick. You came for the broken. You came for the downtrodden. And many people who are listening to this in this moment need you, are despairing. I pray that you draw close to each and every one of them. They would know the love of God. They would know the forgiveness of God. They would know the peace of God. Rushing in their hearts in this moment. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer and reached out to him in your own way, I just encourage you guys to, to just let us know. Email the office. Let somebody you know who's a Christian around you. Or if you know nobody, just contact us. This is the beginning of a new journey. I want to encourage you guys to keep leaning into our times online, the great times to be together. And as I say, over the next few weeks, we're just going to be helping you to understand this is us. But in the meantime, guys, I love you. I'm praying for you. And I believe in you. God bless you.